Welcome to the Porsche Club Insider, your one stop for all things Porsche and PCA. Here's your host, Vu Gwyn, and the Insider Crew. Welcome everyone to episode 49. I'm at the table here with Manny Albin, Damon Lowney, and of course we have Robert Forsyth as well. We have a lot to cover, a lot in the news, a lot, lot of stuff to talk about before we get into it. Uh, if you enjoy the show, be sure to click the like button. We love your comments. Uh, and of course, if you're on a platform that allows you to sub- subscribe, please do so. Um, speaking of looking over comments, I was looking over comments uh, on one of our videos and someone commented about our jeans. Our jeans? <laughs> our jeans. I didn't see that comment. Someone was coming to Did our we video. Offend them like that flip flop? They, they said we should get new jeans. These are new. I, Why? <laughs> I don't know. I think the one, it was the video from when we were at the, uh, at, but who uh, in particular were you talking about? I, I can't imagine they were talking about my jeans. Well, who was in the video? <laughs> Manny. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was your light washed jeans. So don't wear your light washed. They're wa- like, uh, that's how he wants them. They're like, uh, what, what's that place called? Uh, uh Old Navy. Old Navy. <laughs> It's just funny. Someone's watching our videos for, uh, for fashion. Yeah, you're <laughs> this right. is the wrong, wrong podcast to listen to or watch. <laughs> wrong channel to watch for fashion. Anyways, I, I think I replied back that uh, we put you in um, cut skinny jeans, and the, the results were not as good. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, most compression of my, jeans. <laughs> yeah, most of my uh, listen here, pal. <laughs> Uh-oh, we, we hit have a nerve. to go back to the, <laughs> we we have to nerve. Go to the cruise uh, <laughs> oh, pictures. Oh, hush, hush. Moving along, moving along. So I how told was... Levi, who's our new uh, registrar, uh-huh. I came in. I said, uh, when you go to work for Union, you get to see Vu wear his yellow boots. And you have to tell him nice boots because he wants everyone to see his yellow rain boots. I love my yellow rain boots. And it's not because I don't you wear love the attention you get in the yellow. Absolutely. Rain boots. Absolutely. You know what? Speaking of attention, should so I have I found uh, a pair of those. PCA pants that we custom made for a few people. Oh, the one Karen yes, yes. Should I cut those? In? I, Manny cut them into shorts, I believe. Yeah. You can use them however you like. Cut them into shorts. Just Maybe that's why we're for a lot of uh, comments and people. And yeah. you know what? You're going to drive Charlotte crazy because a percentage of the crowd will want them. They want to know they're selling we're, them. If we're selling them, and Charlotte's going to oh, kill, boy. Maybe kill you. Maybe I should. For those real old timers who remember, and this is before my time, but I've seen pictures of the guys wearing the STP pants. Have you ever seen that from the Indy 500? Are those like, white pants with yes. the STP logos Not all the pants, over them? Jackets, yeah, but no pants. There's pants. like the whole ensemble. <laughs> the whole ensemble. And, uh, uh, yeah, it's that's what the PCA ones look like. Our past president, national president Karen Cooper, branding PCA got in her idea, and she begged us to wear it. So uh, I think Aaron, our current president, was the only person who didn't wear them. Everyone else uh, put them on just to make her happy, and I ended up uh, just turning them into shorts. Well, I'm uh, ashamed to say that the size in which I received them and wore them then is not the same size I wear today. So I can't even cut well, them into you know, shorts. It, it reminds me because I came across something when I was cleaning out. Uh-huh. This is probably when you could have fit into it. You remember this? Oh, my this gosh. I uh, gave Robert a picture of the uh, CD. Whoa. And I came across this and I was like, wow. I'm like, this is before. Uh, oh, boy. This is so, before so what- uh, Boo had Jonah. This is a. Uh, <laughs> The, the, yeah, this is, this is, yeah. So what we're, we we're holding to the camera, what we're quick? holding up is, um, I was pretty crafty and created for the holidays a, uh, slideshow 
of what happened during the year. And I gave out these uh, DVD-Rs. Man, that's, uh, that's a throwback right throwback there. Right there. I'm, I'm showing I don't my, even know if there's a place for you my, to put my, that in. Uh, we, we put it inside the uh, computer already. Oh, yeah. Looked, <laughs> Is it loaded up? <laughs> it's a bunch of videos. Uh, we, uh, yeah, but I was cleaning out the... That's what I did this weekend was uh, after we did Cars and Coffee, we uh, I went to our security office because we're selling it and start, I'm starting to clear out all my stuff, PCA stuff that I've had in storage there. And I figured, well, instead of just moving it to my attic and keeping it stored, I'm actually going to go through the stuff and mm. sell some most of the stuff and throw away stuff. And so I was cleaning out this one box of... Uh, that I kept of all these wires and AC adapters that I never knew what went to, but I didn't want to throw <laughs> Can't away. Can't bring yourself to throw it away. Yes, yeah, so I figured, well, this has been up here for about 10 years, so uh, if I haven't used it by now, I'm never going to use it. So. Oh, man. Then I came across some CDs that I was throwing when I came across That's your, awesome. Your I don't even CD. know if I have one of those. I think I gave them out, but I don't know if I kept, there you go. kept You're one. you have this one as a, as, a, as a memory. So uh, are you throwing a lot of stuff like on eBay, the Alban collection? No, or? you know, I want to stay away from eBay. Um, or save it for the... Um, uh, I'll take some to the swap Hershey, meet. Swap meet. Yeah, I won't do it all in one shot because it's, it's a lot. I mean, I've already gone through like 25 totes. Whoa. And I hardly mm. made a dent. I probably have like 200 totes of stuff. Oh, my God. Wow. It's funny. It's like a, a, I walked down memory lane of all the stuff that I didn't realize. It's at, and you know how it is when you've been in. Uh, what's what's the oldest item you have from PCA? Oh, shoot. Um, I have the stuff I've been given or I own. Anything. But the oldest thing is the two copies of um, Panorama Number 1. Oh, mm. I hate you. You have two copies. Yeah. And they're not folded. Oh, they're perfectly I hate you flat. even more. <laughs> I hate you even more. Because for the for the listeners, uh, obviously Panorama, they mailed out and they would fold it uh, before they mailed it. But um, you can imagine how few copies there were of number one, uh, which was December 1955. Weren't there, um, wasn't there like a reissue? There of was a reissue. And yeah. I think it was a different color and bigger mm. than um, the original. Yeah. And it was only like uh, 10 pages maybe. I'm still uh, I'm still on the hunt for issue number one, but I I think I came across one once and it was like four hundred bucks, and I was just like, Ugh. the best part was when the Vu first started here at the old Springfield office. We found out that the first oh, two yeah. years of Panorama, which are the most valuable, um, were in a uh, contain. Was it in a? So uh, they were on a bookshelf near the front door. I thought they were being used to hold open the front door. Well, they were. They were like in these in these like little. Uh, like uh, slipcases, slip cases, and the slipcase closest to the door was like issues one through whatever. And because it was closest to the door, the staff didn't realize, and they grabbed that slipcase and used it to hold open the door for the <laughs> UPS man. <laughs> I'm like, uh, that's got to change. We're gonna have to move those. Now we have it in a uh, little bit better location. Oh yeah. So I didn't do anything particularly fun, other than I think uh, a few weeks ago I told you uh, I did some car washing and my foam cannon. Hasn't uh, been performing like it's. It's. I've had my foam cannon for a while. Foam cannon mean medicine you need. <laughs> <laughs> the soap foam cannon to wash my car. I think I've had that for at least a decade, and so uh, I decided to splurge and get a new one. And the new one actually, um, I forget what brand it is. I should probably tell you guys, but uh, I did a little bit of research, and it's got like a little replaceable cartridge that you can when you're. The foam mechanism doesn't work anymore, and it has different pressure um, inserts, so it can match up to your if you have a gas uh, pressure washer versus electric. So, anyways, super sudsy. It's supposed to come out like shaving cream. So, um, I'm you looking use forward special to special soap for it. Yeah, you use uh, like you know foam cannon soap. 
So what's the advantage of using a foam cannon rather than just washing a car the old-fashioned way? Well, the reason why I like it, so I use the pressure washer to rinse the car off. Makes great Instagram videos. It does. Well, that's, that's what I've been noticing. It's very satisfying to throw the foam on the car. And so you have all the soap on the car, and it kind of lifts the dirt. And then I have a bucket just to rinse. So instead of having two buckets where I dip for soap and then wash and then dip mm-hmm. to rinse, this is all very foreign to Damon. Yeah. Well, I use two buckets. <laughs> I, I actually, you do? Yeah, I oh, know the two okay, buckets. Okay, okay, okay. So I use only one bucket, and it's a rinse bucket. So the soap gotcha. is already on the car. And it's, so it yeah. just makes it easier and faster. Yeah, it definitely sense. makes it a lot faster. And lifts the dirt. Yep, before. exactly. That's very cool. I, I don't understand the foam can. I so I didn't have I don't I didn't have a um one to use for the pressure washer, just a hose one I bought. Oh, a hose one. Yeah, I can understand. And, uh, That's... It's it, to me it, the soap would dry out before I got finished washing the car. Oh, oh yeah. no, <laughs> no. Yeah, if you, I'll, 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 you should try mine. You come over, I'll let you wash my car. I just, yeah. <laughs> or you just give it to me, I can wash my own. Yeah. I just see on groups, you know, in social media, Instagram or, or Facebook, and, and you see just random pictures of cars covered, like, oh, it's, from the tires to the, to the roof. It's so satisfying. It's so, it's so uh, satisfying. when I see the wheels being washed along with the body. Oh, know, that's yeah. A big no-no. That's a big no-no, yeah. And, and it looks good for Instagram videos, yeah. but for reality, uh, yeah. Yeah, and people that use buckets that don't have the, um, like, the grit guard, that's a big no-no too, because they like dig deep into the bucket and they just pick up all the stuff <laughs> and throw it back on their car. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. But the most, uh, I guess, troublesome thing for me lately is I'm chasing down this P0441 code on my Cayenne, and of course, I happen to need to get my. Is that the check engine light I saw? Yes, I need to get my car through emission, Maryland emissions, mm. and uh, P0441. Any guesses of what that code is? It's the incorrect purge flow valve lower limit value. And the thing is, I had this code before and I did buy a new purge flow valve. The, the cheap side of me got me. I didn't buy like an OEM one. I just bought like, you know, some some other brand that was close to it that got good ratings. So now I'm, I don't know if it's really something wrong with it or is it because... I just have a bad valve or and or I also have a bad battery in the car. Like it works, but I can tell it's like when you have a, a battery that's not that strong, you get a lot of these um, four wheel drive yeah. codes and stuff like that. And actually, um, who was it that just uh, Jim? Jim just replaced his battery. And I go, so what did, how did, why did you change your battery? He's like, oh, because I started getting with my four wheel drive. Mm-hmm. I check, check the four wheel drive system. So I know that I need to replace the battery. And so he did. And that went away. So I'm wondering if I replace my battery, will I not only get rid of that four wheel yeah. drive issue, but will that purge value yeah, probably thing? start there? But it's, it's funny you mentioned that because, uh, it doesn't seem all that long ago when we did a video on replacing the bat- battery. I know but that was a uh, six or seven years ago now. I think. Was it, it was that long really, ago? 2015 or 2016 i, think. I know jim used it so, yeah. <laughs> jim, jim used it to review it so yeah. if you haven't checked out that video that's on our youtube channel of how to replace uh your cayenne battery it's not hard but it's pretty involved yeah. did you read the comments from the podcast with people suggesting ways to clean your wheels uh no well i mean i did but i don't know if there were many i don't recall that there yeah, were anything many. from uh there were several of them oh really okay I, roger I, I, moises have used a uh, magic eraser your favorite wheel spray? That's, that was it. Oh, Magic like, Eraser. Interesting. I, I have that. that. I can try that. Um, wheel Acid. Uh, Paul Gentili 
I don't know if he put it online, but he said, I've got wheel acid you can try. So I'm like, Nick, uh, <laughs> I tried on Damon's car first. Nick Reichner said, uh, dilute a simple green and a bristle brush. I have that. <laughs> and then there was one like brake buster or something like that. Uh, uh, yeah, Clay Foster said uh, PNS brake buster. Yeah, I saw that online, so I might try that too. Well, I'm going to try everything that I have in the garage first. And if not, then I'll start looking at that stuff. And then I'll report back to you all on what worked on Damon's car first and then yeah, finally on my exactly. Odyssey. The Camry. Yep. How about you, Damon? I'm doing well. I didn't really have an exciting weekend. You know, I'm still probably about half an hour, probably maybe an hour per week. I go into the garage and try and pick out that seal, which is still, still it's still. Yeah, in the... I, I haven't I haven't worked on it like oh, a okay. lot. Like I've I've been very busy, and uh, which I'll tell you about um, in a second. But but that seal is still in there. Um, so, you know, autocross season is what I was about to say, away. I think, uh, end of so, March is our first autocross. Yeah, once so. it seals out, it'll be fine, but man, I'm just nervous about, no, I get it, something. man. You so, gotta, you don't want to rush out and do it wrong. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so, so uh, there it sits. But, uh, in the meantime, one reason I haven't been working on that so much is just, you know, when stuff and just stuff you've gathered and in, in life and you're cleaning a room and you realize man i have way too much stuff i got to get rid of it and sort some things out <laughs> yeah boo do you know about that <laughs> so manny Hush. so so i was telling you, you all about my front room which it actually looks nice now and it has a little tv with the roku stream bar and my so my office looks like an office now it has a nice futon couch with a little some artwork my dad used to have what? um yeah right but You're uh, like adulting i'm so proud yeah. of you well that front room as i said it's been like that storage room where you put stuff that you don't want to walk past in your house so, so that's getting somewhere, but what happened there is, is that, um, now, and I don't know if you guys have gone through this, but revocable trusts and distributions and all that what the from heck? 10 years ago when my mom passed away, there's still property in California that pops up here and there. And apparently I need to get an employee identification number for my trust to what? get that money. That property, there, that money. There's in money California. and property out there for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, from probably just random accounts that just weren't listed in her trust, and I never knew about. Not, not a lot, you know. It's just, but, but enough to be worth it. GT four RS. GT four RS. No, this, this is it'll pay for half, half of waterproofing a basement. Not, not a ton, oh. so, <laughs> sort of thing. Hey but, man, uh, that's like winning the lottery. Yeah, well, it's nice, you know. I, I know it's there, but man, it is just putting all the documents together, and, and that's what I've been up to the past couple weekends. Yeah. So, so here's a riddle for you guys uh you all that are listening um i was in a search for a car for my wife which we came up with the the manual honda civic and then my daughter needed a car which we ended up getting um a car from nathan a acura mdx uh but now we have a new search in the family for my sister-in-law who is currently driving my father's old uh 09 ford focus manual that he got during cash for clunkers i don't know if you guys remember cash mm -hmm. for clunkers so we got a smoking deal on that anyways the car has been fantastic but she drives quite a bit and it's time for a new car and the car that she would like has to be hatchback manual uh and non-suv smallish type of a car sounds like she wants a golf tdi <laughs> That's, what my, that's pretty much what my son's looking for. Yeah, he doesn't want um, he wants a hatchback, same thing. Uh, yeah, stick shift. There's not many. If you do cars. dot com and start, uh, and it could be, I, I told my brother she totally deserves a new car or at least a CPO car because the poor thing drives all the time and mm -hmm. and um, doesn't need any kind of project. And of course, you know what my brother came up with. <laughs> 
He's like, I think we should get her a Miata. And Here I'm we like, go. Great car to drive. <laughs> it is a great car to drive, but for someone driving long distance, that's a tiny car. Yeah, and it's not a hatchback. I can and s- it's it's like. Uh, from experience, a Miata. Fat and lazy. I'm just being I practical. I drive a tiny car every day. It's fine. I can say you from do. experience, Miata is not great at road. You can do road trips, but you won't be super. Yeah, comfortable and plus, bad weather. It's rear wheel drive, so I yeah. drove my Z3 to Amelia Allen back. You're you're different. You're different. You're tough. You're tough. I'm tough, right? <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, if you guys have any ideas or suggestions for cars, we already have the uh, my wife's obviously manual Civic hatchback as an option. Would you just throw out there, Damon? Oh, a golf. Well, I, I wasn't gonna. Uh, I was gonna say it sounds like my Golf TDI is oh, like exactly your Golf the kind TDI. Of car, oh, but, yeah, but it's not or, for sale. or even a Golf. I mean, yeah, yeah, a Golf. But there's not the many. Hyundai makes the. Uh... There's not many out there that's manual. It's like, yeah, I mean, maybe a dozen cars in the state. The Corollas. Yeah. Uh, come in uh, manual and they the Honda do. Civics are manual. Find one though. They come in it, but find one that's actually on a lot. Oh, oh no one's gonna find anything on a lot. It's you're smoking dope. You got to go order one. Go order one. Yeah. So what's your what's your son thinking of? We're looking at Honda Civic. Yeah. He said just he told uh, my wife. He said judging from what Dad always talks about, I can hear him talking. Either we're getting a Toyota or a Honda. <laughs> <laughs> I told him. I said, do you want dead reliability? Yeah. Toyota or Honda? It's just yeah. Uh, that's the best to get. And uh, Damon's a uh, Camry's proof of that. Yeah. <laughs> 273,000 miles. Yeah. So, mm. uh, unless the burp is closing <laughs> in on 280. 280. And my yes. uh, my Z3, I drive every day. It just so, who, who, has a, who has the highest mileage car here? Well, car, probably me, but vehicle, your Suburban beats the Camry by like seven or eight. How much do you have on the Suburban? Suburban's a 277 or 278. 277. Yeah, so 273. Still going strong. I'm, okay, I'm, uh, but I'm you, a, you will probably pass me then because the Suburban oh, yeah. doesn't. We might drive that 3,000 miles a year at the oh, most. Yeah. Well, I hope uh, it does because I, I put, um, I mean, everything that moves on that car is new except for the suspension. So Yeah, Suburban's the other pass. way. It's we've, we've maintained it, but it's been really reliable. So mm-hmm. uh, nothing major that we've ever done. It's going to rust before. It's already starting to rust. And, yeah. yeah, that's uh, what happened to my dad's uh, three-quarter ton Suburban. Like, the engine always fired up and started. It just started, the frame started to rot yeah, away. and we drove it all for winters on end, uh, and, you know, Maryland with the uh, salt and whatnot. You think the newer, terrible. like, the newer Suburbans have solved that? Do you think the metals are less prone? No, you, you look at pickup trucks around now, and you see they, and I'm sure Suburbans and all that, if you drive them the same way, you see they start rusting, especially around the... Um, Wheel so, wells in the rear. Yeah. So why is so, it like my, so my Odyssey's got like two hundred and ten thousand miles, and if you look underneath the bed, and it's always been outside, driven in the snow. I mean, the only thing we haven't done it is taken it, you know, and dunked the rear end uh, at a boat ramp like we would with the suburban. But other than that, it's been exposed to everything, and not a single bit of rust under the. Odyssey. I bet you we could find rust on it on the Odyssey. Hmm. Mm. There might be somewhere, but I mean, but nothing like a not nothing like a suburban or yeah. F one fifty. Why do those rust so much more? I don't know. Because they're trucks. But why, but why can't they make it so that it doesn't rust? Or that, or is it the cost maybe, thing? Maybe they don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you get them into <laughs> that's how the you next get them car. To buy another one. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Well, uh, let's talk. Oh, we had some fun doing a quick video on the nine six four project nine six four. Yes, we're, yeah. uh, we filmed that on <laughs> Monday, proof, so that was a quick turnaround. Positive that uh, we try to do one takes, Lisa Vu and I, <laughs> and uh, um, we had an interesting surprise because uh, you see in the vi- well, you see in the video where Vu asked me what's the pattern of the insert, and um, yeah, that's not uh, what we discussed. But that was not even the first surprise. No. <laughs> so, 
So I had on Friday, I had opened up one of the boxes because we're getting the rear seats done in the same material, uh, the center part, so it matches and, and looks nice. So Ilko, uh, our advertising director, he um, is out in California, so he got a set, a rep- uh, another back seat that we could modify because we want to keep everything stock on this car. Keep, you know, even though we take it off, we'll keep the original parts. And uh, so he wanted some pictures of the seat and how the stitching was and whatnot. So I opened one of the boxes up, took the pictures and everything, and sent it to him. So we go to film the video. I tell Boo, I said, well, open this box here, the second one, because it hasn't been opened yet. It'll look better for the video. So we're filming. In, <laughs> First take. First one take. take, yeah. They were, it's going great. He opens it up, and as soon as he pulls it out, I realize I'm looking at it, going, "Oh my God, it's a different pattern." <laughs> and it's I not the same pattern. And I didn't remember. I yeah, just, the funny part is, is that I had seen the other seat that morning, and, so and I didn't yeah. even notice for some reason. And of it course, was, Manny just lets me keep going. <laughs> but I can tell, like, like when we're doing videos and stuff, like he he's the best person to play poker against because you can pretty much read his thoughts across his forehead. And so as I'm talking about these Papita and, you know, or Hounds two seats, I can tell like he's something's not right. But he's not saying anything. So What'd I just say keep... uh, and you can order these in different patterns that in my mind I'm thinking <laughs> and we're gonna be ordering the ones with the correct pattern next time. <laughs> so anyways, we cut cut the Cut that take and then uh, redid it from the that's top. That's when the second take you asked me the name of the pattern, which I never looked up. <laughs> we had yeah, to keep that in. Yeah. That yeah. was that was funny. actually pretty funny. That's yeah. that's that's I like that. It shows that we're <laughs> we're unfortunately Ricaro is very responsive and they are sending us a replacement. It's all velcroed the center part, so that's all we need. So it doesn't stop slows down for insulation. Ah, and they're yep. sending us replacement uh, center. Uh, that, that'll so be easy, right? We'll send them back to Pepita, the which Pepita. are very nice looking. Yeah. yeah. But those just, are... that would be great if we had like a black interior. Yeah. We probably would have picked that uh, pattern. Yeah, those Thanks. are great seats. You know, it's, um, you know, uh, I went with Momo's because Ricaro's were just too nice for my car and a little bit out of reach. So whoever gets these, yeah, man, what I a mean, nice set of seats. They are a very nice set and of seats. They're, and back when I was racing, these were race seats. These are not considered race seats anymore. Yeah. Mm. Even in the literature, it says not, not to be meant to be used on a racetrack because they've got to be FIA certified now. And uh, plus, they, a lot of them have um, the race seats have uh, halo yeah. attachments, mm-hmm. which makes it almost impossible to drive every day with that you know, on the side of your head, but protects you and on the racetrack big time. Uh, but they're, they're very period correct looking seats that uh, Porsche use in their cup cars and the RSs mm-hmm. and the 964 Speedster. Uh, oh, I forget I'm to mention, so I, I talked about the mounts, but did we also get sliders? Yes. Okay, so sliders were in the box. I assume I haven't opened the box up. That's what I'm saying. That's why I asked. If again. not, it's going to be set for a chubby five point <laughs> five foot six person. Oh, you only God. need sliders in the driver's seat. Yeah. All right. Uh, any updates on Runsport Reunion 7? Uh, yes, so uh, we had a. Um, I'll bring up my phone here to go over the uh, slides real quick. Um, it was uh, I, I got it once again, and I'll give props to Porsche for um, planning so well ahead. And they uh, they even have a countdown when we did the meeting. We're 246 days away Ooh. from from Rensport. Um, we should be seeing uh, within a week or less. I think the announcement of the website. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be uh, pretty cool. Someone uh, emailed asking if we had a schedule, and I said uh, no, but the website's coming out with, but then this month, and I imagine if it doesn't come out right away, that's just the first place you're going to see the schedule. Mm-hmm. But to use, I gave him a link to uh, the last program uh, for Rensport 6, and I said it's probably going to be very similar to uh, what they've done in the past as far as they want to know what day to go on. 
and I told him, I said, it really depends on what you want to do. I said, Thursday is always the slowest. So if you want to go and not be fighting out of crowds for pictures, it's the best time. If you want to see racing, go on Sunday. Uh, there's there's on-track activity every day, but the actual racing, I think, is Saturday and Sunday, pretty much Sunday. Uh, but, you know, if you just want to watch cars go around that at full speed, any of the days will do that. Saturday is a concour half the day. Um, so it's, uh, you know, obviously we're going for all four days and, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm something that, that even if I wasn't with BCA, I'd still be doing all four days. Yep. Yep. Um, so one of the cool things that they're going to have, it looks like you're going to have the 718, the, uh, the, not the Mission R, but the one that's the street version that they've been the having. E? The EV. The one, the one that, uh, they've been, um, you've seen pictures of it. I want to go over it in the news. But not the GT4E. No, it's not called a GT4. It's called a 718E Performance. Oh, GT4E Performance? I, I believe that's more of like Mission R and GT4 clothing, more of a ah. test bed. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, is that what it's called? I might, might be wrong. Yeah. Well, the GT4E Performance, that was at Goodwood, and so it's that electric Cayman. Yeah. It's basically a Mission R. Yeah, I think this is the... Uh, I've seen pictures of it recently, like yesterday, at... Uh, at um, they didn't do the uh, ice festival, but they must have gotten together and done something because I saw pictures of the uh, ice festival, or at least uh, stuff going on at ZLMZ. Mm. Um, GT4E performance. I guess so. That's what it's, it's called. Is it? I think that's one. Yeah. Um, I've got a feeling, though, that the – so that that's a test bed. That's obviously not something that yeah. Porsche is putting into production. No, no, no. It's, it's 718E performance. 718 is yeah. it? Oh. So it's hmm. going to be something uh, new. I don't okay. know. If I should be mentioning it, but it's it's out. Uh, <laughs> they're going <laughs> to have that at, uh, uh, and a lot of the stuff is still they're they're working on. Now, one of the cool things I hope to God they get this pulled off. Which I is, it? well, don't give away things that we shouldn't be telling. We can tease people. But are you talking about an event that's going to happen, a driving event? No, about the uh, the uh, little little kids thing. Oh, the pedal. Yeah. Oh, we can talk about that. Right. I think we can talk about that. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> I'll tease after you talk about this. <laughs> um, no, so if, if you ever watched uh, Goodwood uh, Revival, uh, if you haven't, uh, you can go to YouTube. Just type in Goodwood uh, Pedal Race or Pedal Car Race, and it is freaking hilarious. It's these uh, pedal cars that are made to look like period, like 50s period, correct. cars. Yeah. And the, there's these kids that dress up, you know, just like the drivers back oh. then. And uh, yeah, Robert has it, it on the YouTube feed. It, it is hilarious to watch these kids. They do a Lamas start, so they run to the cars, get in, and then you can see their little legs just pedaling a hundred miles an hour, <laughs> and they don't run the whole track. In case yeah. you're wondering, it's just just a front straight. Right. Um, but uh, uh, they're going to try to do something similar. That'd be awesome. Nice. Every day, so uh, they're going to have to. You know, they're still working on like height requirements and age requirements. But wow, I'm like that yeah. will be. Uh, they talked about bringing back the tractor race, but this may uh, trump triumph the. Uh, the, um, I love it. I race. love it. And every single kid that participates in that is going to be the future of Porsche. Well, two I things mean, I want. Uh, I want like dibs on being able to buy the actual Porsche <laughs> pedal car. They're going home with every kid. The kids yeah. Not yeah, gonna no, no, they're going to have the finance to be able to afford it. <laughs> Mom and dad are going to be into the harsh reality of what a uh, Porsche pedal car probably costs, especially if it's metal. Oh, there's a little chicane. And That'd see, be the best awesome. part, and anyone who has kids will be able to relate to this, but they've left out the best part. And the best part is near the back. The kids coming in last. Oh. You have some major <laughs> crying going on. Oh, no. My kids used to do uh, track and field, and we started them young. 
and the best was the parents who were dragging these poor kids who did oh. not want to be running uh, across the finish line. The kids are crying, and <laughs> I used to tell my wife, I'm like, there is so much trauma in future uh, counseling that's going to be coming out of these uh, little races. So I think we can tease people without um, – you saw the list of, like, VIP drivers coming yes. in, and you can't yes. – Say who it is, but it's impressive, right? Who they're inviting? Oh yeah, I mean, it's and the, the most impressive part is they're still waiting for um, other drivers, majority drivers, still the RACP, yes or no? Yeah. Um, I was just talking to a uh, Bob Garrison who uh, raced the Apple car. The Apple car, yeah, yeah. At, at Le Mans, and um, he uh, <laughs> he called because he was trying to find his invitation. He couldn't forgot who emailed it to him uh-huh. and so i got him in touch with porsche but he was saying that he wants to make it a reunion of 935 drivers Ooh, so, I, so i told him i said well let's set something up for um the pca tent as one yeah. of the talks you know about the um because once again um you don't know how when, when porsche is going to do this again if the drivers are going to be able to join us uh, the one i would love to see that i don't think has ever come and i don't think i've ever met him is walter rural we met him. Did we meet him? I, yes, I've got we some autographed cards. We met him in Germany at the parade when we, when we drove in the parade. Uh, we met a lot of people. Yeah, but he was there because I remember seeing his brown, I his there brown like leather jacket that he was wearing. Soccer stars that we were supposed to be impressed with. And yeah. I'm like, I have no idea who this is. <laughs> we definitely saw him there. He's but tall. It, yeah, I mean, yeah. I would love to see him back. I would love to be him for to come to the PCA tent and yeah. give a, you know, let us interview him. Yeah. Um, but that's, uh, that's going to be very cool to have uh, these... Uh, Legends driver, so they're, absolutely. Uh, you know, with uh, with Rensport, you know, it's every Rensport seems to get bigger and, and more stuff mm-hmm. is always there to to entertain us and people who are who are attending. Um, an earlier podcast, um, I guess what middle of last year, probably right around after Goodwood. One of my th- comments was, "I love oh Rensport, <laughs> but man, if they could make it a little bit more, more like, like Goodwood." Goodwood. It almost sounds like that's they, they what they're you, doing. They, they heard the you, Damon. I don't think, oh, I doubt that they're saying, oh, <laughs> no, let's do what did. Damon says. But We sent that clip to them. Oh, oh did let's, you? Let's yeah, great. Out. Let's boost I my ego a little bit. I think they should give uh, Manny and Damon a uh, GT1 to drive around. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Right. You, you know think? what? As we're well read it. But Me it too. does sound like that they're, they're no, kind but of I mean, going that direction. It makes sense, though, right? It's like, I mean, it's such an amazing event. It was actually Goodwood in Dubai. In Dubai, yeah. The key people that plan these events went to, and they came back with a lot of ideas, which kudos to them. Yeah. because they are definitely uh, stepping this up. And I think I mentioned this on another podcast. Uh, this isn't a revenue generator for Porsche. A lot of people uh, are probably going to think so, uh, but they they pretty much said to the whole staff, you know, whatever we bring in, we're going to put right back into the event. So the more tickets that are sold, the better the event will be, and the better they will be able to, uh, uh, you know, finance the event. So I'm, I'm very excited about the yeah, and there's going to be, again, another teaser for you all. We can't announce it, but there will be another type of uh, driving event at Rensport. Let me just say it that way. So Goodwood had rally cars, so I'm just going to say, man, I hope is that what like you, a rally Is that your course. guess? That's my guess. That's yeah. That is what I'm talking about. So I can I say that can, I have not seen that text it, or that picture, and I'm yeah. going to guess rally cars. So we will share car. with you. It's going to be exciting. And, uh, yeah, lots of stuff to look forward to for rents. It will definitely be a crowd pleaser because everyone mm-hmm. likes to watch this. Oh, yeah. Man. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I have to know. <laughs> Not during this video, though. I'll give it away. If you... <laughs> All right. So let's get into the recent videos that dropped. And this one I'm kind of surprised it's not doing 
very well in terms of numbers, but it's a fantastic video if you own a Macan S. Yeah, so the spark plug replacement that our uh, one of our member services reps, Anthony Solero, uh, did on his parents' car, um, that is out. I know it's a very niche sort of subject. Um, so are, in some ways, replacing the battery on your Cayenne or your brakes. But yep. as we've seen with those videos is that over time, um, people like those videos and use them and use them as a resource. And views will slowly go up over the years as more people do spark plug changes. On the Mercado. Yeah, and, and I was I was talking to our, our buddy, uh, uh, Mr. Gentili, who has the Macan S, about, you know, what do you think of the video? He's like, he loved it. Um, and he's the type of person that would, you know, change his own spark plugs. But it got me thinking about why it's not, you know, a huge performer right now is because, one, the car is fairly young, right? And the people or the demographics that mm-hmm. own Macans may not exactly be DIY people. Yeah. Not yet, but maybe like a year or two or a few years from now. Yeah, when these cars when yeah, when these cars become used and people are picking them up for like, you know, in the teens and twenties. Like the third owner third owner or second something. or third yeah. owner maybe, and they'll, you know, try to be doing stuff to themselves. So I think it's gonna be great evergreen material, mm-hmm. but I was surprised that it didn't kind of jump off the page right from the start. Yeah, not every video, unfortunately. Yeah. But on on the flip side though, your O nine gold your yeah. Nordic Gold uh OMR, that one did very well. Yeah, it's doing a lot better. Um I I don't know what the views are now, but last time I saw it was fifty five hundred or so, yeah. six thousand. Yeah. And um, excuse me, <coughs> this is a lot higher for a uh, one mile review. It was yeah, interesting. yeah, yeah. Usually, it's frustrating too because we try yeah. to read into what the audience wants, and we, yeah, and it's not usually what we think it is as far as the type of car. Yeah. But this is an we, 09. We've had spreadsheets, yeah. and you we're know, trying to find the trend. We right? can't find the pattern, yeah, so it's all over the place. Yeah, so. but, I would uh, not. Have, I would not have picked uh, this car as a. Uh, yeah, that does so well popular. I wonder if it's because the thumbnail and Nordic Gold is yeah. such a unique color that that's what causes people to click. I wish I knew. Yeah, yeah, and no. you know, it's the lighting even there wasn't perfect, but I mean, the gold Nordic Gold still comes out pretty well. But I don't know, maybe it's just the kind of now that that maybe car like that kind of car. When you went through it, well, I think it's also a newer car, and maybe it's a not so new, but it's a car that people are considering buying secondhand, and yeah. maybe they're doing right. a lot of searches on that. Yeah, but perhaps. one of the things you mentioned on that car is, did it have a muffler delete, like no mufflers, or did it have a aftermarket muffler? Because so, it didn't seem that loud. Yeah, so I was thinking about that. Um, it's it, it was muffler delete. I said it enough times, and I seem to remember in, in my interview, uh, or when I was talking with the owner, um, so that just it was cats? muffler delete. I do not believe it was the Porsche Sport exhaust. So just cats that. and directly dumped out. Because that, I mean, I've done that with my 996 where I had cats yeah. and just went straight out. It is loud. Yeah. I mean, so that I'm, was a loud so, car, I'm, but yeah. Like painfully that, loud. That went through my head when I was um, looking at the, the edit of that video. But um, if they told me... Muffler delete, I would say muffler delete. I yeah. wouldn't, uh, so well, the, the I other, might check and I'll, I'll put it in comments. The other, if it's, the other if thing is the 997 is mm-hmm. so well, um, isolated from the outside, lots of sound deadening and a very mm-hmm. tight car that I can understand maybe if it didn't have mufflers mm-hmm. from the driver's seat, it might not be that yeah. loud. Well, it seemed louder than like your, your sport exhaust on your 996. And okay. I'm not sure what off. Off memory, I don't know what a 997.2 Sport Exhaust factory would sound like or how oh. loud it is, but it was definitely loud. So, so I'll have to check back with uh, with Maya and um, and Craig and see if, if I got that right or wrong. Uh, so 
So he shows a photo of the tailpipe there, and it looks like muffler delete. There is no muffler. It's yeah. just it's just from. Yeah, and I saw that too, and I, I don't see. I'm pretty sure muffler because there would be some sort of can. Anyways, yeah. find out for us. Yeah. So, but the thing is, if, if that is actually muffler delete, then I'll go into our comments. If you see a comment from me about that or from PCA on that video, then then I got it wrong. But um, really nice sound, not too loud, but definitely quite loud. Um, and PDK has aged really well. It's funny how it feels more like an automatic transmission when you're in normal mode, mm -hmm. but there's a wider spread between normal and sport and sport plus. So by the time you're in sport plus, it goes from sort of slurring the upshift and downshift, you know, so it just feels really nice and smooth and, and calm. So you get a kick in the back in sport plus at full throttle. So really mm. interesting. PDK holds up. I know there are some comments about, um, this guy thinks it's a novelty that, you know, Porsche with PDK. Well, 09 was the first year Porsche had PDK, so it was a novelty back then. Um, but what I was trying to say is it, it's a great transmission. It's aged, but it's aged well. Yeah. So if anyone's wondering about my true thoughts on that, a uh, great transmission um, if you don't feel like getting a manual. So uh, the next video, it's actually a YouTube short that was pretty funny. Um, Bogdan is, you know, trying all sorts of different things. And this, this is, I am completely guilty of this with all of my cars. Every time I park my car and I walk away, yeah, about 10, 15 feet later, I turn around and he made this funny video. <laughs> <laughs> he looks hilarious. Uh, looking back at this, uh, is that Tesla's GT4? I'm not sure if it's. I think it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All I know is he was uh, he was recording a, a bone cracking sound on the computer when he was making this oh, really? the other day. So uh, I'm not sure if you hear it, but if you listen closely, you can hear bones crunching as he's turning his That's neck around. So funny. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. All right. I well, like let's... the people who commented that, and I didn't see it on the first time. I guess because I'm looking at my phone, but there's a Cayman spinning because he's uh, doing it in front of the skid pad. Yeah. During a skip pad day, and uh, there's a Cayman that's doing a uh, 360. Oh, I missed that behind it. Yeah, somebody <laughs> said it. Somebody commented, says, Am I the only one who's noticing this <laughs> spinning Cayman behind you? That's awesome. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into Porsche news. Uh, the first topic is the uh, 959 recommission. So, uh, if you, uh, I don't know if you read the article, you probably didn't. Why are you looking at me? Because I didn't. <laughs> uh, our, our I'm friend, guilty as well. I, I can't just leave our friend from right uh, <laughs> our friend from Porsche Classic is uh, overseeing this. Who we had on as a guest. Uh, um, oh, nice Uve. Yeah. Oh wow. So when I was uh, researching the article, I noticed they had a lot of quotes from him, and he's leading the uh, Uve Makutsky. Yeah, he's doing the restoration of it. So wow. I, this would be such a cool car to be able to see up close. And you can. You can follow Porsche because they're going to be posting on YouTube the uh, restoration of this car. Wow. And uh, it hasn't been restored since the Perry, uh, the car days. So it's going to be uh, pretty cool to watch uh, as Porsche Classic. You know, Porsche Classic uh, works at a much slower pace than the factory, so they can really uh, take their time take, and take their time and do things the right way. And, mm -hmm. of course, they have access to all the original parts. And most of all, they have access to the people who built these cars yep. originally. So, yeah. um, and this was a uh, almost like a one-off uh, what they did. So, yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. That uh, and would that car have been built by Motorsports back in the day? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You know, I was just watching. Um, not, I shouldn't say watching. A, on my Facebook, uh, I'm friends with Tony Callis, who mm -hmm. gets a lot of nine five nines in uh, yep. for servicing out in Los Angeles. 
And, um, you know, sometimes I'll scroll across some of his postings and I'll see, I think he was replacing one of the coolant radiators on a 959 and the part itself, which he had trouble finding, I think he was saying is $20,000 just for a radiator. Wow. Like, I saw somebody on Rentalist say, I'm looking for a 959, I think, tachometer. And I chuckled to myself until I saw the first uh, response. The guy goes, I have one. Really? Oh I was like, wow. wow. <laughs> I just happen <laughs> to have a spare one. Or you buy a tachometer. For how did, I have one. That'll be 10000 or something. Like, how do you uh, price that? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so anyways, um, yeah, if you don't uh, um, follow it, you should uh, follow the Porsche um, YouTube channel because they're going to be uh, doing a series. They've done a lot of filming already, so they're going to release, I think, uh, five or six episodes of them. Uh, Restoring this um, this nine fifty nine uh, the car rally car that has a lot of history. We can yeah. we can probably reach out to Uve and get him on. The, I would love to have podcast. him on again. Yeah, talk about the car and uh, yeah the challenges. Let's they do have. it. Let's let, let's reach we, out. We to him call Uve uh, Mister Yes because yes, man. we were building the uh, sport the uh, classic club coupe. Everything that uh, PCA wanted, he would nod. Yes, it can be done. While the other Porsche Classic people are shaking their heads, going, "I don't think so." And they're they're working out of their uh, fairly new facility, which is beautiful. And I think I've mentioned it uh, on on the podcast before. But um, you know, I went and visited a couple of months ago at their new facility, and the inspirational artwork that surrounds their work area are photos of the Classic Club. Coupe. Yep. Which is yes, I remember you saying that. Very cool. Once the nine five nine's down, they'll be pulling those down. No, 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 no. <laughs> Just, Who knows? Yeah, I hope not. I've got a feeling they'll stay up. And they'll end up here. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. Hopefully, <laughs> absolutely. Be cool. If they come down, they're coming oh, here. Um, so I guess our culinary world is entering uh, the, the the Porsche conversation very often. We talked about vegan leather the other day, and today you're talking about eggshells. Uh, different types of interior uh, materials they're using. Um, for uh, for cars now, you know, sustainability is a big thing, and uh, so they're experimenting with things that can be recycled or disposed of a lot more uh, environmentally friendly, and they're discovering that uh, stuff like eggshells. Well, uh, here's the thing that I hope they're considering, because I know, uh, I think it was Mercedes, and I don't know if it was Porsche as well, but in in sort of that vein or the effort of being sustainable. Like they made wiring harnesses that had cornstarch yeah. in it. Didn't work out too well. Didn't work out too well because guess what? Mice love cornstarch. Yeah. <laughs> so what's that? Nine nine three nine six four generation where they had. Those, I know. I know. Like um, Mercedes, like um, like the nineties yeah. E classes. Like I know the E five hundred, maybe the E five hundred or something like that. But like sort of that time period where mm-hmm. um, harnesses had cornstarch is not a good thing. So I hope. Uh, when I was in the packaging world. Uh, uh, it was it was amazing seeing the cornstarch peanuts, you know, packing peanuts because packing peanuts are basically styrofoam and they're just horrendous for the environment because they mm-hmm. don't break down. Yeah, and uh, these um, uh, these ones that were made out of cornstarch did, and you all you had to do was put it in a cup of water, it just and it would almost dissolve. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. But like you said, the the mice and rats, oh gosh, loved it. So you we were in a constant battle, like a buffet. So we would get a truckload. So that's like three hundred oh bags, you know, industrial bags of this stuff, and that we'd have to constantly be uh, in a fight to keep you know, check, checking the bags to make sure there weren't mice inside of it because that was like a a golden corral buffet for them. Oh geez, and they saw it. But uh, yeah, anyway, so um, uh, 
keep an eye out. You're going to see more and more of uh, interior products um, being uh, made with material that you probably aren't familiar with uh, mm. that uh, is um, sustainable. Now, this next one probably caused our resident F1 fan, Jim Hemmig, uh, shed a tear when he saw Ford Motor Company do what Porsche couldn't. Well, I, I, well I, I correct you, it's not that Porsche couldn't, Porsche wouldn't. Porsche wouldn't. And that is to simply put their name on, on the car. Yeah. Uh, Porsche wanted, Porsche is an engineering company. It's in their name. And they wanted to uh, basically make the engines, which, hey, that's exactly why we love them. Yep. And uh, Red Bull did not want that. Red Bull also wanted a lot of um, autonomy. They didn't want some, a partner. So it's going to say Ford, but still the Honda engine? Not a Honda, but Red I think Bull a Red Bull, Red, Red Bull power train. Yeah. But isn't the Red Bull power train originally Honda? Yeah. Until 20, 2026, it'll be Red Bull. Honda is last year's 2025 with oh. Red Bull. Yeah. 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 So. That's like... I mean, kind of posing when you're just your mm-hmm. name is on the car. It's yeah. kind of like going to F1 races but not following F1. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Hush. Yeah. Hush. Yeah, it's uh, but it's it's. I mean, it's great that Ford's going in. Um, I'm happy about that. They have a long history in Europe in motorsports and in Formula One and Formula One too, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and with I think Red Bull too, they've uh, done stuff before. So um, it'll be fun to watch. I would love. I would rather see Ford building the motors. Mm-hmm. And being more involved, and just from an engineering standpoint, because they are, um, you know, forced to reckon with when uh, they mm-hmm. put their nose uh, to the ground for uh, motorsports. Yep. So hopefully, maybe it'll evolve for that. But until then, this is, I think, further illustrates what, and, and kudos to Netflix, what Netflix has done with F1. Yeah. yeah. As far as value and recognition, where mm-hmm. you have these big automakers that want a part of this because they realize how much of the world they're touching. Yeah, so now we have what Ford and Red Bull, and now potentially Andretti Motorsports and uh, Cadillac. Cadillac, yeah, and Audi with uh, and Audi, of course. So it's um, yeah, yeah. we'll see what happens with Andretti, right? Do you think there's still room for a Porsche Andretti? I would l- I would love to see because the Andretti family has such a uh, long history in motorsports, and and they are American, so it's uh, would be great to see. Uh, it doesn't the- seem like F1 is too hot on the Cadillac Andretti. But partly because I think Cadillac isn't in it to build an engine, you know. So I guess we'll see. Mm. That would be my hope. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, so yeah, uh, Jim, uh, I think he's still sore <laughs> at Red Bull like Porsche is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that saga still, saga still continues. All right. Next up, we have a new facelifted model. Yeah, and and this is what I love about Porsche. Um, it's so hard to tell what the, what they they facelifted <laughs> because it's it's evolved. It's evolved. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's what I love about you can't. There's nothing radical. Where you can say, oh yeah, this is a the next year's model because it looks almost uh, identical. Obviously, they're still camouflaged and they're hiding some parts to it, uh, like those big round uh, intakes, right? Uh, <laughs> in the uh, on the bumper, um, but that's. Uh, I still think the Taycan is. Uh, such a perfect size car. It is. I mean, I love the Panamera, and I understand the back seat being usable and really comfortable. But as far as a sedan, the Taycan is uh, the right size. It's beautiful. I mean, I, I've seen, and Mr. Sass and I have been looking at the the classifieds on on PCA.org and seeing the prices oh, of. If Rob's going to show up the Panamera within yeah the, the next three a, months, a Panamera for. You know, if you can find, the, he's all hot and bothered. I can oh, tell him. every time I see him, he's so excited. Me about Panameras. But it's a a Panamera 
Panamera is about the size of a Tahoe. So yeah. it's not like a car you just flip into the parking lot. Yeah, it's I mean, longer than a Cayenne. Ki- well, longer about wide. This? When I when I was a uh, road testing Panameras and Cayennes in the early 2010s, I remember the Panamera is wider and longer than the Cayenne, and I believe oh, yeah. that's still the Absolutely. case. Oh, yeah. so. But I tell you what, the people that you have sitting, I mean, sitting in the front obviously is a, you know good and, and it's very familiar. But the back seat, that's the back mm-hmm. seats are the best in the Panamera. You feel so luxurious with that, the high, like uh, the door panels and oh, that's the reason it's a four seater. It feels so VIP. Sculpted seat. Yeah, in the rear, it's not, it doesn't um, compromise anything. It's a uh, uh, incredible I, uh, comfort in it. And but but you know, it's it's a four seater. It's not. Uh, and that used to be a, a problem for us because we have Me three too. kids, but not so much anymore. Well, you never put three kids in one row because that's World War Three. Well, <laughs> well, we did. We did. We did that in the. You trapped their hands down so they wouldn't touch each other. <laughs> uh, luckily, our kids get along, but uh, but now the the boys are like we could. Justine's away at school, so it's really just. You realize the four I of have us. pictures of. Uh, Jason pushing Jonah at my parents' pool into the pool, <laughs> and, and Jonah coming out full throttle chasing Jason. <laughs> that's 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 sibling love. That's <laughs> all right. Uh, the next up uh, GT4 e performance, which we talked about a little bit earlier. Yeah, so it was uh, spotted all over uh, Zellum's A for this. Uh, even though he said it was canceled, it still held some kind of winter fest or something. Yeah. Um, I like the uh, blue light bar across the back for those of you that are, aren't watching. Um, it looks like YouTube. the uh, Millennium Falcon. From exactly. The rear. And this thing yeah. is flying through snow and ice. I would love so the opportunity you... to drive that. that oh, yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, so uh, it's a GT4 e performance yeah. tour. Is that Travis Pastrana that I just saw? Huh. Look at that blue light, rear light. That's crazy. Yeah. It's, All right. uh, it's exciting times, like I always say, when it comes to electric and. Uh, Technology things are evolving so. That quickly. did look like Pastrana. I, know, I was going to say, it might have been Pastrana's out there. I mean, there was the whole oh. well, Ken Block and Audi, yeah. and you know, so and you know, Pastrana's just right down the street here. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's out yeah. in the what East uh, Ken Island or yeah. something like just that, just over the bridge. Yeah, they shut down Annapolis to do that one video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, what'd you guys find out about Boxster EV charging? Just that it's been spied, uh, and. Uh, somebody looks like a mess but that's all the camouflage it's a lot of camouflage on it but uh somebody uh must have uh caught their attention because it was at a charging station plugged in yeah you know what's funny is so the plug is in the back it's like an old american car like an old american flip up the license plate yeah (laughs) oh look at that but it's coming i mean i know uh I have friends who refuse to believe that uh, elect- uh, electric car- Porsches are coming, but I'm yeah, excited for it. They're yeah. coming. I'm excited for I, it. I, oh, I, look I, at that! I think you're going to have a gradual yep. changeover. I don't think it's going to be a uh, band-aid ripping off. Yeah. And uh, what we're but, looking at here, for those of you that aren't on YouTube, is there's a little section in the middle at the rear bumper that pops up, like as as Damon said, like old American cars, where the license plate used to drop down, and you would plug it in. So, huh? Yeah, it's uh. I'm glad that uh, it's it'll, it'll be fun to to see as it evolves. And I think the last bit of news, uh, you talked about Walter Roll uh, a little bit before. Yeah, so well. he was commenting. There's an uh, article uh, where he got to drive the uh, 911 Dakar, the rally package, and he loves it. Um, he's in his 70s. <laughs> and he, uh, I think the title of the article is basically the 911 Dakar for senior rally drivers. <laughs> and uh, he... Um, Talks about how he his wife loves it because she's three years younger than him in her seventies too, and she doesn't. Uh, it's hard, you know, getting into these, some of these cars that you have to drop down into the seat. 
this is uh, because it's lifted. It's a lot easier to get in and That's out of. Funny. And of course, he he was quick to also say that uh, it doesn't matter to him if he has to drop into a car. He'll drop in any car. But for older drivers, this will be uh, this is a nice uh, byproduct of having a lifted uh, chassis is that you don't have to fall down into the car. That looks like a f- lot of fun driving in the dirt. I would that would be my bucket list to be uh, driven around the rally course with Walter Roll. Oh man, you, there's not enough patches for you and your no, uh, car sickness. No. I'd have to be, I'd need like a body patch <laughs> so I don't throw <laughs> up. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So upcoming events. Uh, uh, I'm actually going to be uh, on the airplane tomorrow heading to Jacksonville for our national staff assembly where we're meeting with the executive council and um, the, the PCA's national staff. Without a doubt, the most exciting part of the year, probably for you, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Making our plans and reporting back to, uh, to folks, uh, what we'll be we'll be doing in 2023, um, and be back back home for a couple of days, and we're finally finally back to Tech Tactics in Easton, and we're there for two days. Yes, and for those of you who commented that it would be nice to have uh, guests once in a while, we are going to have a guest on our next podcast because our next podcast we record up in Easton on the Saturday or the Friday before um, Robert so graciously. Uh, has uh, volunteered to help us out um, getting everything set up uh, at Tech Tactics where we're going to uh, record several of the presentations, two of which are going to be live. So we're going to have to do the podcast on Friday with uh, with our guest, uh, Stefan Glockow. Christoph. Christoph, Close. I'm sorry. Close. It's going to be a busy day because we're going to yeah. be filming the uh, uh, GT3 RS and the Dakar on lifts. On Friday as well, so a lot yep. of good content. Coming and luckily, out of that. they're not teaching that day, so we have the place, yeah, to the place ourselves. ourselves. Yep. Um, so they'll, uh, we'll have him on uh, as our guest to talk about the nine eleven Dakar and Porsche exclusive. I got to submit a list of questions, even though I try to explain to him that our podcast is not sixty minutes. We're <laughs> a little bit more laid back, but uh, it's a lot easier for me just to submit questions and let him prepare for it. Um, you know yeah, what, it'll be interesting here from you here. know what I'm actually very excited for this year for the first time at Tech Tactics East I'll be able to enjoy the full meal that you all eat because Lunar New Year was earlier this year and every year oh, yeah. I'm vegetarian <laughs> during the week at uh, uh, at, at well uh, we're eating vegetarian because Aaron's vegetarian well he's gonna be eating vegetarian <laughs> I think gonna, the restaurant that I'm gonna enjoy picked is all vegetarian I'm gonna I'm gonna eat eat uh you know I feel bad for you because you remember that I remember I don't remember the name of the place but there's an Italian place that was there for year decades yes and then they closed I never before 20 before the last tech tactic season 2020 yep and you never got to eat I never meat got there. to eat meat there and you guys the Osobuco. Oh okay stop gosh. it stop it well wow. this year I am so I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> So, um, so anyways, we're going to record, uh, we're going to um, uh, have two live Tech Tactics on the Saturday, of uh, which is the 18th. 18th? Yep. Yeah, it's, it uh, looks like we're going to do uh, Nathan Mers. He's going to have a pretty cool um, uh, presentation, interactive, where he's going to uh, pick, uh, I think, two uh, bring-a-trailer auctions that have ended. But he's going to ask everyone to look at the, the pictures ahead of time and get questions because what he's uh, the presentation is about how you uh, judge a car when you can't look at it and you just have pictures, which is something I saw on uh, on a thread somewhere. Someone asked that exact question on Reddit, I think. Uh, someone asked that same question. He said, "How do you 
how do you get a PPI done on a car and bring a trailer? I never see any discussions. And mm-hmm. somebody commented, says, oh, you got to be able to look at the pictures. And so Nathan's going to teach us what he sees and what we see so mm-hmm. versus a professional. And then we're also going to have on uh, Lake Speed and Charles Navarro talking about uh, oil analysis, uh, which a lot of people have done, you know, um, gotten their oil um, analyzed, but how to read it and, and what to look for uh, when getting your oil analyzed. So between the two of them, they're very good public speakers and should be a great presentation. Plus, plus Porsche, there's more. Porsche has given us the authority to uh, record a presentation on the 911 Dakar Rally, mm-hmm. which uh, Christoph will be giving. And then we'll also be doing a presentation on the GT3 RS, which, uh, like Damon said, hopefully include big, big car being on the lift and talking about uh, what makes the GT3 RS the RS. So, yeah, it'll be uh, an exciting uh, weekend. Um, registration may be closed by the time you listen to this. Uh, if you want to come on Sunday, because Saturday is fully booked. Uh, and registration is closed, just drop us an email, and I'm sure we'll be able to work with you. Yep. Um, you may not have a name badge with your name on it, uh, pre-printed from Porsche, but uh, at least you can get into the event. Next week, we're also going to be starting to pack for Works Reunion Amelia Island, which is on Friday, March 3rd. Looking forward to that. If uh, you're coming down and you want to get into the corral, there's a few spots there, but that's looking to be oh, a man, almost, uh, registration closes on the 11th. I think Tom yeah. Bravasi was telling me. So that's uh, well. By the time this comes out, this podcast, uh, you won't technically be able to register. Oh, sorry. So, oh, it, you can always again, park. We cannot the, park uh, in the, the spectator parking or uh, spectator yeah, parking spectator is for parking, you. Yeah. Exactly. 40 bucks, I think. Yeah, we always had the phase where we switch over to either registration closes or we sold out. No. And that's when all the, uh, hey, uh, you know me. I I, uh, yeah. I met you at such and such place, so I'm looking to get in. Well, last year is when we got hit with the, uh, oh, we, we're coming down with 11 Cayennes that are set up for off-road. <laughs> Do you have any space that we could park together? Yeah, yeah sure. Which sure. actually turned that out to be cool. awesome because right. they were all really set up for uh off-road and so we found a, a space they didn't want to be judged they just wanted to uh be able to be parked together. together and we found a perfect place that was not in the way because believe it or not everything is laid out with autocad so everybody mm-hmm. has a parking space with their name on it even every blade of it. grass is accounted for yes yeah but we found some extra space that we could put off-road vehicles on and it looks spectacular so parade registration phase one opened, and uh, I think when we last reported, it was about 600 primary families that have uh, registered, and now we're close to 900 families. Yeah, I asked uh, Robert parade. and uh, Melanie for uh, some numbers, and it was pretty, um, pretty impressive. Pretty staggering. And so keep in mind, um, you know, these parades are reserved at least three years in advance. And uh, think about, you know, the commitment financially for the organization. And this was booked before uh, before COVID. And so, you know, people say, well, how come you don't have enough rooms? Well, there's there's a trade off or a liability if you commit to too many rooms. You still got to pay for them. What if people don't come because people are like, oh, it's Palm Springs in June. It's going to be too hot. So I think we always err on uh, on, on the... Uh, the conservative side, but they are also doing their best to secure uh, additional housing for those that might need it. And uh, it's going to be a fantastic time. And yes, it will be hot, but I'm sure people still live there. And people still have fun and we'll figure yeah, out how to do it. We've done so many parades in hot places. 
and uh, they turn out to be some of the most fun parades because there's one thing the parade committee can do is manage the heat, yep. meaning they schedule events uh, at a time where you're not spending the whole day outside uh, sweltering sure. the heat. You know, there's places for you to come in and cool off. Yep, exactly. All right, folks, we are at the top of the hour. Anything else, David? Yeah, so actually before, just it's on my mind, um, but uh, a, a YouTuber that I think we all watch pretty regularly recently had a lot of, I don't want to call, call it good luck, good fortune. And um, he did what I think a lot of us wanted to do, and he bought oh, the car. About Doug? The, the car, exactly. Yeah. Doug DeMuro went and bought the car that he's wanted for his whole life, and it was a Carrera That's GT. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, which I think is awesome. Really recommend watching that video. Um, that's actually the car I would buy if I came on a huge fortune. What would you guys? Well, here, here's the thing. That's that's funny you set that up because this weekend um, I was at uh, one of my wife's tennis friends' like, evening dinner or whatever. And, of course, how many of you, when you guys go to st- something like that, it always turns to cars, right? Mm-hmm. So there are some car enthusiasts there. And I was posed the question of if you had all the money in the world – which car would you buy? And it's not your only car, but just which car would you buy? So are you saying that would be a Carrera yeah, GT? Carrera GT. How about you, Manny? What would you say? Uh, 904 or a 550 Spider. Really? Yeah. Um, and for me, it's it's so hard to commit to one car. <laughs> Even right now, I don't have an answer. Like we, we yeah, It's tough. It's tough. One car. And I, I think about all the cars that you just mentioned, which are fantastic. But like I also like there's some things that I like that my car has to be unique. Not to say that the Carrera GT isn't amazing, but you could have someone pull up and have the same exact yeah. car. And I'm yeah. like, eh, no, that's why no, I we driven, on that one. We both driven the 959. And what struck me was how much it looked and felt like inside my 964. Yeah. yeah. It was... Uh, I knew so, where, we knew where all the buttons were because it was a 964. Yeah. So one of the guys there, because he knew I was in a Porsche, he's like, wouldn't it be like the 959 for you? And I'm like, that's a fantastic car. But I can't say that's the car. Yeah. One guy said, oh, a, a McLaren uh, F1. I said, you do realize your stature and getting into that middle seat eh, might not be for you. And so I, I kept on raining on people's parades as the cars that they chose and I still don't have. So for those listening, if you had all the money in the world to buy one car, what car that would be? And of course, it doesn't have to be Porsche specific. Um, I'm just curious. Can you decide on one car? Yeah. One car. Oh, See, that's like food with me. If you ask me what's my favorite food, it used to be waffles when I was 10. But yeah. ever since, yeah, I can't, can't choose. Say, yeah, food, you, uh, you, you can't eat the same thing. Right. You can't say what's the last food you're going to Well, that's how I feel about picking one car. Yeah. But uh, like, a, if I lived in Southern California and I had all the money in the world, then it would be a five fifty Spider. Five fifty Spider, yeah, uh, or a nine hundred four. But I've never driven any one of those cars. Okay. So what I think they're going to drive like, and what they're, we've driven, or at least I've driven the nine five nine Acura GT and a nine eighteen. Right. Um. So they are like, um, not off my list, but I, I've, I've driven them. I know what they're like. But to me. The fantasy is still there for a 550 or a Well, that's the thing is the cars you just mentioned, the supercars that you just mentioned, they're actually quite drivable. But a 550 Spider, yes, it's a dream car, but could you really enjoy that in modern day traffic? And, you know, obviously it doesn't have Apple CarPlay and such, and it's a very bare bones car. Fantastic, beautiful, iconic. But that's your one car? I don't know. It's, it's, I, I, 
I can't commit. I'm used to driving cars that people don't see on the highway, little cars. Yes, you True. are. Although yesterday I got a thumbs up from a guy driving a mini. Sure, it was a thumb oh, and not nice. a middle, <laughs> middle, <laughs> middle finger. finger. Yes, he's, you <laughs> know, when you, when you can send somebody like uh, uh, right next to you. Yeah. And I looked over and he was driving a, a white 5 Series, like a uh-huh. late 80s maybe, yeah, yeah. mid nice. 80s. And he gave me a thumbs up and then fed off. And I, Well, your car is what? Like the James Bond car, right? Pretty much without yeah. the, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a James Bond. Cause James Bond never chased anybody or tried to get away with that car. <laughs> it's funny. It looks great from the back and even the front, but then you see the duct tape and you oh, realize, sure. yeah, it's, it's well used. Tape holding the window together. And... <laughs> yeah. Once you get close, you're like, man, this guy uses his car. But props to you for that. All right, folks. Well, thanks for listening. If you aren't currently a PCA member and own a Porsche, grab that VIN, head over to PCA.org and become a member. I met someone yesterday uh, at Pickleball that had a Macan Turbo, and I said, why aren't you a member? It's only 46 bucks. He's like, oh, I got to do that. Uh, if you don't own a Porsche just yet, join the test drive program. It's also $46, and you can sign up at PCA.org. Remember to follow our podcast Instagram page. That way you'll get some behind-the-scenes photos, videos, Porsche Club Insider, all one word. And as Manny mentioned before, if you have questions or if you want to send something to us, send it over to podcast at PCA.org. Until next time, stay safe, and we'll catch you down the road.